It's time for Balanced Living with Vicki Griffin. Life after loss. Growth out of grief. Loss. It's a part of life, the hardest part. And it starts early. Grief has many faces and strikes every age. It is impossible to make sense of many terrible losses, whether it's death, a disabling injury, the loss of property, pets, health, friends, or a job. Loss can make you feel like there's a bullseye on your back with no place to hide. One author wrote, God marks across some of our days. I will explain later. How do you face loss? To the person who believes that God will never let bad things happen to people who live right, feelings of betrayal and bitterness can fester and finally destroy faith and trust in God's power. In this world, we are not always shielded from suffering. It's a part of our human experience. Sometimes we are grieved with the thought that we have brought suffering on ourselves or into the lives of others through unwise choices. But God promises his cleansing forgiveness, the comfort of his presence, and continual strength and guidance. He restores my soul. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. God will not abandon you in your hour of need. Emerging from the valley. Healing from grief is not quick and easy, but it is possible. Trust that you can and will heal. Believe that the day will come when you will be able to remember your loss without overwhelming pain. It takes time because grief over loss usually involves a progression of emotions that ebb and flow. The course of grief is traced by numbness and shock, feelings of utter despair, anger, loss, and helplessness. Every griever walks through that valley. But beyond, there is hope, purpose, and a plan for your life. Stay strong through suffering. Physical as well as spiritual nurture is vital during times of stress. Accept help from others or ask for it when you need it. Whether it's help cleaning, shopping, caring for the needs of the family, or your own need for company. Take time to get into the fresh air and exercise each day. Stock up on fresh fruits and vegetables, healthful whole grains and nuts. Avoid caffeine, alcohol, soda pop, and tobacco. Instead, stay hydrated and calm with water and soothing herb teas. Practice CPR. Grief counselor Larry Yegley in his book, Grief Recovery, outlines a plan for readjustment after loss. He calls it CPR. It's C, communication. The environment of our society can make it difficult to talk about sad feelings. Someone in grief may need to talk, but feel as if they're imposing on others by discussing their loss. It's important to actively seek out people who care enough to listen, and that may mean connecting with people in helping professions, such as a pastor, counselor, physician, or support group. P is for participation. Participating in the regular activities of life is an important step toward healing. 
gradually expanding your activities and social circle does not mean you have forgotten your old life, but it's a way of moving forward with a new life, a new normal that still has meaning. R is for relationship. Major crises like death, divorce, or illness can impair a person's ability to form or sustain relationships. Spending some time alone is healing, but prolonged isolation can hinder recovery. Actively reaching out to others to give and receive support is an important factor in recovery. It helps those who grieve to establish meaning and purpose in their lives and to establish it in a new context. Strength to endure. John Claypool lost his 10-year-old daughter in a two-year battle with a terminal illness. In the promise of Isaiah 40, 30-31, he found that strength came to him in a most unexpected form. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He summarized his experience. 1. You shall mount up with wings as eagles. Here is exuberance and freedom. This type of strength does not fit the long nights of anxious care when tending to a sick child. 2. You shall run and not be weary. Here is strength for action to solve problems and perform tasks. But in some situations, there's nothing you can do. 3. You shall walk and not faint. That may sound insignificant. Who wants to be slowed to a walk, creeping along inch by inch, just barely able to endure? But this is the only form of the promise that fits this situation. In the dark stretches of life, when you cannot soar and there's no place to run, to know of a help that will provide the strength that enables you to walk and not faint is good news indeed. There is an end to sorrow. There are seasons of life that may feel like one long winter, but the promise of summer is coming when God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Revelation 21, 4. In this life, the experience of grief can deepen our ability to participate in life. It can make us more grateful for what we have, more sensitive and trusting. It is often through the valley of suffering that the ministry of consolation to others is born in our hearts. Christ himself is afflicted in all our sorrows, and he promises to guide us through the dark valleys in life. His love opens a channel into the wounded heart that becomes a healing medicine to those who sorrow a medicine that those who have grieved can share with others. You've been listening to Balanced Living, presented by Vicki Griffin.